Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, July 8th, 2022. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are in the uh, Bill Story, page 13, the fifth paragraph. Um, and today's readers are, for the 12 steps, we have Anne Marie M. For the 12 traditions, we have Vanita L. Reading the text is Pete B. Uh, page 164 will be Dara L. And the backup, no, no backup reader. We're, we're good today. So also the newcomer reader is going to be Loretta M. And second hour host is Betsy H. All right. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, July 7th, 2022, the 7 a.m. meeting. It's 19,151. That's 19151. The 10 a.m. meeting is 19,152. Uh, 19,152. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery to the 12, of the 12 steps through <laughs> the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary pur purpose, to carry its message to, to the compulsive ogre, eater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and a practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I will now ask Anne-Marie M. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Russ, and thank you for leading us today. My name is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina, and through God's grace, I'm recovered from compulsive overeating. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Next up is Vanita L. with the the 12 Traditions. Good morning. Recovered but not cured in Georgia. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Due for our group purpose, there is one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Those problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never to be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never to be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always to maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you, Vanita. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Sinfulness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers, it's six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does require that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. When you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, we're in the doctor's opinion. We're continuing there on page 13, the fifth paragraph, for one paragraph only, and it's my friend promised when these things were done, up to the top of 14, page 14, where it ends, where the essential requ- where the essential requirements and. PP's going to start us off with the reading. Thanks, Russ. My name's PP. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy, and I'm in Pennsylvania. 
My friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. Belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. So that's a deep and heavy paragraph in my opinion, right? Like, uh, you know, um, when, when he's talking about when these things were done, he's talking about the prior chapters, right? Like, the, I'm sorry, the, pri the prior paragraphs, right? When, when I did those things, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator. And, you know, we, you know, we, we, we talk about requirements. And here I think we see the literature, you know, contrasting or maybe conflicting. I don't know if it's the right word or not. I don't want to sound smart to everybody. But, you know, different from what our fellowship says, right? And, 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 and it's 100% accurate, right? The only requirement for membership in the fellowship is a desire to stop compulsively overeating, right? But, but membership and fellowship will not address this condition, right? When he talks about essential, the definition of the word essential essentially means absolutely, necessarily, extremely important, right? So belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility, that's another word that I like to dig into a little bit. Um, if you look on, you know, in the AA 12 and 12 on page 58, it has a definition to it. And basically um, the word humility means it amounts to a clear recognition of what and who we really are followed by a sincere attempt to become what we could be, right? And what we, what, what we are, we, many of us have this condition that only a power greater than ourselves and having this vital spiritual experience will address, right? Essential requirements. Notice it doesn't say anything about sponsorship, making a list, making amends, 10 steps, 11 steps, 12 steps, all of the things we tend to harp on. Essential requirements are that I have a belief in this power and that I have enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things, which means that, right, like, you know, a couple pages back, it says that Bill turned himself unreservedly over to the care and protection of this power. And then by working the rest of the 12-step recovery program, I get, I'm, 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 I'm able to, to develop and nurture this relation, this vital relationship so that I can get and stay abstinent and remain recovered. Right, the, 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 uh, just jumping back to that word humility one more time, right? The one that, I've, that I often, that I, you know, for a long time I misunderstood. We know who we are, but it has to be followed by a sincere attempt to become what we could be, right? There's, un, there, there, there's, there's unlimited power. Right in this power of example, I have. I have the, you know, by by, by having this merciless obsession removed, I've been able to be an example in many areas of my life. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks for thanks for allowing me the opportunity. Thanks. Thanks, Pete. So now we're going to open up the the line for sharing.
And although we value experience, we ask that you live in your share to every third day so others can share their experience too. So if you uh, shared on Wednesday or yesterday, please step back. Uh, who would like to share on this? In, Gloria in the K. Gloria? Gloria. Kathy yeah. A. Judith Sarah L. Christina. And Judith, and then Dara, you could take another. Cheryl A. Cheryl. Marie S. from New York. And Marie S. I think that's a pretty good list. So we got Gloria K., Kathy S., Christina L., Judith S. T., Dara L., Cheryl A., and Maria S. All right, Maria. All right, John, I'll, I'll put you in there. Okay, so we're going to take for, for this list. So, Gloria Kay, you're up. Hi, I'm Gloria, a grateful member of um, Overeaters Anonymous for a long, long time. What I get out of this paragraph is very clearly that I'm not only turning my food, I'm turning everything, every everything in my whole life, God, and that's what helps me deal with everything, every problem, every every issue, every every thought, every anything is is turned on on to God. So I love the program, and thank you for calling on me. And I'm from um, South Florida, Gloria from South Florida. Awesome, thank you, Gloria. So as as uh, everybody shares, I just need to initial uh, first initial of your last name where you're uh, where you're calling in from. So next up is Cassie S. Followed by Christina L. Thank you. This is Kathy S. Recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. And um, yeah, this paragraph is like the ultimate summary. Um, as as Pete mentioned, you know when these things were done and we've been discussing the past few days what those things are working the steps um and and it tells me it tells me the when the what and the how you know what happens i have a new relationship with my creator i have something called god in my life and and then god is the answer to all my problems i get this way of living this new spiritual philosophy um, you know, just new direction. My thinking is all transformed. And, and every day I have to, when these things are done in order to get this effect, and, you know, I have to work the steps on a daily basis. It all comes down to my belief in the power of God. What do I believe? What am I putting my hope in? And the power you know, that God is good. God is infinite intelligence. God is all powerful and bringing everything together for the greater good. When I have my belief in that, I don't have problems anymore. I have opportunities. I have a new outlook. I have um, true, a willingness to trust, a willingness to move forward and move through whatever it is that's going on in my life. I have this capacity to be honest because I'm not afraid anymore. I don't have to defend myself. And then this humility, that the knowledge that I am not God, but I'm not a piece of dirt either. You know, I, and, and I loved, thank you, Pete, for that definition, you know, of it's an honest evaluation of like what we are and then what we could be. 
and it's just a whole new way of life. And, and like it says, you know, I can maintain it's, I have to maintain a new order of things. So that means working the steps, like I said, in a daily basis and putting God first and, and then being of service to others. You know, it brings me a new purpose in life. And um, I'm just incredibly grateful for the fact that, you know, every day, like I said, I can be disturbed. I wake up in self and then I have a 10 step process where I look at my defects, ask God to remove them. I have a whole new perspective and I just trust God with everything, the outcomes, the guidance, taking care of my kids, my protection, their protection. It's no longer, you know, mine. And I can live my life in this fulfillment with joy and freedom. And uh, I just uh, uh, love this paragraph. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Kathy. Next up is Christina L., followed by Judith S.P. Hey, Pete. It's Christina J. I'm not sure if it was Christina L. or Christina J., but I did put my name in. What do you think? I, and I, I think it's Christina J. Um, okay. Great. You got Thank it. Thank you. All right. Christina J., uh, previously from the state of Washington, now residing in the state of North Carolina, recovered and abstinent for today by God's grace and mercy to a very arduous nine-day trip to get here. Uh, and I had some moments that some of you know about. But I worked these steps. My friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator. New relationship. I've had what I thought was a relationship with my creator all my life, but I couldn't get the food down. And step one, powerless over food. Till that food's down, for myself, I'm going to say this, I don't have a chance in hell to establish a new relationship with any kind of creator, with any kind of higher power. No chance in hell when that food's in the way. No chance in hell when anything's in the way. But I work these steps. And I really worked them July of 2020. That's when I finally got, a, coming up on two years, I finally got a new relationship. I finally learned about what, mem- what me- one member of our group says, surrender, surrender, surrender. This is the new way of living for me. And it got to play out. It plays out in my life every day. But when stressful times happen, like moving or death or sickness, that's when it really gets tested, and it was tested on this journey. And I tell you, every night as we pulled into each hotel, we got perfect parking place for my husband who had the, the truck and the trailer with the car on it. One spot left for him. We just surrendered every day. This is a new way of living that answers all my problems. I don't have to worry. See, this is the great way of living. I don't have to worry anymore. I turn to God. Belief in the power of God, honesty and willingness, and humility. Humility is so important. I can't get egotistical about, I've got this, I'm moving on. You know, I don't have to listen to meetings. I don't have to work these steps. This is humility to establish and maintain the new order of things. I've got to have this order. This 12-step thing is like a therapy for me. It's the therapy that worked. One through nine, cleaning house, learning about where the blockages were, 10, 11, and 12, doing this do on a daily basis keeps me clean and sober and humble and humil- and, and 
and having humility and willingness. Because the willingness comes from knowing that it works. I'm willing to do this thing because it works every day for me. I don't have to have willpower to force my way through putting down food. I got you guys. I got God. I can tell you that um, I have a wonderful relationship with my creator today that is a personal journey. You can't get that. can't get it when the food's in the way. can't get it without, well, for me, I couldn't get it without working the steps. And I, I tried and tried and tried, relapse after relapse, but finally God gave me the grace. Love you all. I'm so grateful to be here. I'll pass. Thanks, Christina. Next up is Judith S.T., followed by Dara, Dara L. Good morning, Russ. This is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Thank you for your moderating, and thank you, everyone, for being here and for the shares that came before me, which all I can say are electrifying. Um, I start off at the beginning of this paragraph, which, as stated, is is quite the cat's meow here. My friend promised connection with another human being. That was where it started for me, connection with another human being. They don't say sponsor. Ebby wasn't Bill's sponsor, but he was, and I know for me, the connection to help me feel that hole that I was filling for years and not living life was because of the depth of my loneliness with many, many other feelings piled on top. So I was starting to get home when my friend promised me. Didn't promise me the sky or I'll make a million the promise was based on things that I had to do, the effort that I have to put in every single moment of every single day. I always get blindsided by my own moving away from my higher power. My new relationship with my creator is based on love, unconditional acceptance, and to do my part Belief in the power, as long as I have the willingness, honesty, and humility. When I put my footwork in, I can turn the rest over to God. That relieves my heart, lungs, and the rest of my body and my soul to be able to breathe, to be able to literally breathe deeply instead of not breathing by pushing the food down. And there is a new order in my life as long as I follow these steps. It's essential. As I've, as I've known, read, and shared with others, this program is simple. Either I do it or I don't. Either I feed and nurture my recovery through my relationship with God or I feed that monster of my disease. There's nothing in between. So I'm so grateful for connection to you all. You are my family of friends that keep me on track. The tools are here, and I can do it all through the grace of my relationship with my higher power, who I call God. So with that, I pass and wish everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Judith. Next up is Dara L. And if you jumped on a little 
late. We're on page 13 in Bill Stewart, the fifth paragraph. Uh, my friend promised when these things were done. All right, Dara, you're up. All right, great. Thanks so much. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. Um, and uh, this paragraph is a humbling one for me because uh, when I first came into this program, I had no idea how to have relationships. Um, I have cheated on every person I've ever been in a long-term relationship with, um, have lied and stolen from people that I claim to love, right? And so this idea of developing a relationship with a God consciousness was so foreign to me. It was so anathema, you know, like I, I binged and purged on God the way I binged and purged on food. It was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll pray for a while, but then like, I'm done with that guy. You know, he didn't give me what I wanted and, um, you know, F that. And so this, the establish and maintain has been such a beautiful and important part of my practice. And, um, you know, and as a nuts and bolts kind of person, I always want to know like, well, how, you know, how do you do that? How do you do that? And for me, um, the clues to that really come in the previous paragraphs, right? This idea of testing my thinking by the new God consciousness within the prayer and meditation, the, you know, the going to God, like I thought I was going to have a relationship with a power greater than myself without ever checking in with a power greater than myself. Like, I don't know what I thought, um, but it was ludicrous. And so for me, it's been such a beautiful unfolding to like spend time with myself who I hated coming into this program. I hated me, but I didn't know me and I hated God, but I didn't know God. And so, um, you know, each day, this idea of like waking up and giving the best of me to this relationship through prayer and meditation. And then, you know, throughout the day, continuing to check in with this entity that I believe lives inside of me and outside of me and in other people, you know, and, and cultivating that relationship, that friendship, that romance, you know, like God is everything and amazing. Um, and then at the end of the day too, like, you know, dragging my bedraggled self to bed and, and, uh, and doing my inventory and looking at like, you know, what was this day, you know, and thank you for all of the miracles. And, and it is humbling. You know, I've heard um, in a, a meeting that I go to that, you know, we aim for spiritual perfection and we settle for progress. And to me, that's where the humility can be found. Because every day I wake up and I'm like, yay, it's you and me, God, you know, and I'm going to be perfect. And then, you know, the day goes and it's like, oh, yikes, wow, you know, like, I am so imperfect. And that's okay. Like, I can love me today. I can love God. I can develop this relationship. Um, and also something like I want a 30 year long marriage with God. And I'm like, abstinent for a year and a half, you know, so like, how am I going to get that, right? I have to continue to show up each and every day, put in the work and know that like the commitment and the love is going to grow. Um, and I'll pass. And thanks so much uh, for your service. Thanks, Sarah. Next up is Cheryl A. followed by Maria S. Hi, this is Cheryl A., a recovered compulsive overeater in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Um, I just saw something in an old big book of mine that is um, making me realize something I never really understood about this paragraph and these, in this chapter in the, on the copyright page of my big book, I must've sort of listed a history of when I joined um, OA and different things. For example, in February of 1988, I joined OA 
And in 2004, I began a different version of, of the OA process. And then another one in 2007. And then I actually put in, I started listening to Vision in 2013. And what I did in 2014. And it's been such a long 34-year journey to today. And I realized that for many, many years, even though I was in this program, I wasn't, I didn't really have enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things. And um, not, not the way I do today, except in this chapter, over and over again, there are these words that have been used that keep communicating that something can happen in an instant. So how have I been in this program for 34 years? But there's these words. Um, he, he talks about, I'm trying to find some of them, suddenly. And um, let's see. He says, um, um, I'm trying to find the words. I mean, he uses very uh, words that imply that all of a sudden, um, this hit me hard. Um, suddenly, I believe at long last, I saw, I felt, I believed. There are these, these things are happening very, very quickly right now. And I am realizing that just a few pages before, he was talking about, I saw that my friend was much more than inwardly reorganized. He was on a different footing. He realized that in Ebby. But now it's starting to happen to him. He's starting to like let this be about him. That what belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honest humility is enough to establish and maintain the order of things. He's starting to see Heavy was inwardly reorganized, but all of us he worked the steps, and then all of a sudden, in instant, that there's things that are just falling away from him. Even when the worldly clamors came in, even when he was limited by his old beliefs. He still was separated from alcohol. He didn't separate himself. He was separated from alcohol for the last time. It's happening to him. It's falling away in, in just moments. And he's using pretty dramatic words because he's starting to see, at last I saw. And to establish and maintain, thank you. I'll just finish this thought. To establish and maintain the new order of things means action. So once this starts to happen, I have to spring into action and take action after action after action. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Thanks so much for, for listening. Thanks, Cheryl. Appreciate it. Next up is Maria. I don't know if I said S or G. I can't remember. And then uh, <laughs> followed by, by John M. Hi. Good morning, everyone. This is Marie S., like Sam, from New York City. And um, I'm, I'm really happy to be here this morning and haven't shared in such a long time. And, um, and that's part of my share this morning. Um, I picked up an old uh, big book that I had from 1994. And um, the thing in this paragraph that struck out, it struck at me at the time was the, and I have it circled and underlined, is the essential requirement. And I realized as I sit here this morning that when I circle that, 
I was thinking the essential requirements were working the tools in a very regimented way. Um, and boom, 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 you do your writing, you do your calls, you do this. And, and I went through the program for a lot of years by rote and following the directions. And sure, I'd pray, but it would be like, hi, God, I'll read the for today. It was very, very um, regimented is all I could say to it. And today I feel so um, different because I realize the essential requirements really revolve around my relationship with God and how I am fostering and what my part is in my relationship with my higher power, which is getting digging into the steps and pulling out my gratitude, pulling out my, my character defects, surrendering to God. The essential requirements revolve around the spiritual progress. And the spiritual progress, to me, is the most important part. You have to do the tools. You, by, by no means am I discounting doing any tools. But what I am saying is, how do I look at my relationship with God? Is it growing? Am I being apathetic? And if I start to feel a little apathetic, I know that I need to switch things up, maybe read a different spiritual book. Um, maybe it's work a, work a fourth step or a tenth step, but I know it's that because the food does really stay in check. And God, I surrender to God everything in my life. So anyway, that's what I wanted to share this morning, and I really appreciate being here. All right, thanks, Marie. Next up is John N., and then we're going to take another list. John M., you're up. Star one. Good morning, all. I have been looking for friends lately, and being on Facebook, I saw a post from OA Anonymous member and I was moved to reach out to her. And then it came to me in this act of love. It woke me up and I realized I haven't really been a member, a working member of this group ever. I'm not working the steps. I'm not experiencing any great abstinence. And so I decided that uh, I really needed to get down to this and work it. And what better place to announce this and not worry about being judged to your friends. And indeed, the people at OA are my friends. And I want to be in that number when these OA saints go marching in. So just pledging my uh, time for service and my uh, desire to work this program this morning. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, John. We appreciate you. All right. So we are in Bill's story, page 13, the fifth paragraph. We're going to open it up for sharing on this paragraph. If you shared on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, please step back and let others get a shot to share. Who would like to share on this? 
Bethany R. Linda D. Linda D. from so Connecticut. Lee H. Okay, I got Bethany R., Linda D., and someone else. Lee H. Lee. Lee Brenda H. Brenda. Brenda. H. And then there was someone else after Brenda. Lynn F. Lynn. All right. We got to get Lynn F in there. Let's let's take these five and then we'll go from there. So first up is Bethany. Hi, this is Stephanie R from Missouri. Uh, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you so much, Russ, for your service. Um, this paragraph means so much to me and I just to claim my seat and state that if I don't begin my day in a state of complete openness to surrendering everything from my thoughts of how I get to work or what I'm to wear, the simple things. And I may not do it as um, as oh, maybe thoughtfully as I possibly could do, but it works for me because before I get out of bed, I ask God, what am I supposed to say today? What am I supposed to do today? Who am I supposed to be today? And then turn over my day and surrender. I meditate and I ask, I quiet my mind. It's that quieting of my mind that I do believe I get a closer connection to my higher power that I call God. And with that clarity, I can go through the day reaching out to others, being of service, and allowing myself to experience the day that I believe God has set out for me. I do not claim perfection, but I do com- I do claim a willingness, a strong willingness to do as God would have me. And I'm so very grateful to be here today. I really just needed to share and say thank you all for being with me on this journey. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Stephanie. We appreciate it. Next up is Linda D. Followed by Lee H. Linda, star one, please. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. Um, Well, well, here. um, To me, the important word today and every day is humility. Um, I start the day pretty messed up like most people. You know, you go to the bathroom and after that, everything is in God's hands because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. That's the truth, I really don't. How would I know how to handle a disease that shattered my life? I've had some practice, I've been here a while, this works. It it absolutely does. And um, where it says that um, it's going to solve all my problems, that's, that's a pretty big promise. You know, I was an atheist, so, geez, something really got to show up, and something really does. And by practicing all day long, every day, to the best of my ability, I have a... a Astonishing relationship with God. It's and it'll it'll take me and has taken me quite recently through some stuff I wouldn't wish on anybody. Just ugh, really scary stuff. 
and I'm flying blind. It's me and God because I'm in the middle of it. I'm alone in a house. There is nobody I can call because it's right there now. And it's phenomenal. God is, it's like um, God is this magnificent bird that flutters its wing out and just displays this incredible intelligence and this stunning love for everyone and everything. And I'm part of it. I'm loved and I'm precious and I know it and I see it. It's, it's breathtaking. It's breathtaking. And it's going to lead up to a white light experience. And that has happened to me too. It's just beyond words. Don't miss it. This is some program, boy. I pass. Thanks, Linda. Next up is Lee H., followed by Brenda H. Good morning, Russ. This is Lee H., and I'm a compulsive overeater living in, in Tennessee. And, oh, my goodness, this paragraph... I I just get so excited when I see how it says my friend promised that when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator. And, And it's so perfectly balanced. You know, there's the good news. And then, then going on down, it says belief in a power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. It's, it's such a balanced paragraph. Uh, it gives you the good news, but then it, it just tells you what has to be. And, of course, that word humility has to be in there. And I loved that description. I loved the definition that Pete B. gave and... Um, I just, you know, everybody says they have a favorite paragraph. Well, I get really excited about this one. And um, I'm sponsoring, and I had a sponsor text me that in the middle of the night, she prayed for someone that had hurt her and that she had not been willing to even think about praying for. And, oh, my goodness, I just see God working in her life. I see God working in my life. And... Like Linda says, it's just a beautiful program. It's it's just amazing. So with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Lee. Next up is Brenda, followed by Lynn. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Brenda H. from Michigan. I'm grateful to be a part of the Vision for You family. And uh, I really liked the part where it says to establish and maintain the new order of things. And uh, for me, uh, I I have to establish a new order of things all the time. And for me, the new order of things is every day I get up and I have my prayer and my meditation on my way to work. But I'm on vacation this week, so I had to maneuver things. Okay, I had to set the clock to get up to make sure that I continue to do these type of things to make sure that my relationship with God is 
first. I'm not perfect with it, but one thing I can say that I put God first and I put God in everything. I was in a situation this week where a lot of things went haywire, plumbing going wrong, things going wrong with people in my family with health issues. And, you know, when all these things come at me, sometimes I get a little flustered. But I have to know that I have to say, okay, I'm going to put God first. You know, and then, you know, I, you, you, I get these thoughts, oh, you know, maybe I should eat something. No, 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 it's not time for you to eat yet. Your, your meal is when lunchtime comes. And so, you know, I wake up in prayer. This morning I woke up about 3 in the morning and I started praying for someone and asking God to help me help someone else, leaving myself out. And then when I woke up, I asked God to help me, help me to stay clean in my food. Help me so that I can help someone else. And so uh, for me, God is asking me to write a vision and make it plain. And it keeps me in order. And I'm just grateful for all the shares that I heard today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Brenda. Next up is Lynn Afton. We'll be able to take a few more. Hey, Russ, Lynn F. here, recovered in Pennsylvania. Thanks for your service this morning. Um, When I read this paragraph, I am um, moved by the words, you know, I would have the elements of a way of living, which answered all my problems. Because when I came in, I just thought that I couldn't stop eating and um, I had a problem with food. But as it turns out, I had a problem with living. Um, that was uncovered once I realized I had a problem with food and you guys told me what to do. And as I'm reading and listening to the shares, I'm really moved to share on the bedevilments and the promises because on page 52, it tells me exactly how my unmanageability looks like, what it looks like. We are having trouble with my personal relations. Um, And then the promises that correspond, we will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest um, in our fellows. Uh, the other thing, you know, I couldn't control my emotional nature. I'm like that if I don't wake up and pray and stay close to God each and every day. And the promise that corresponds, we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. Um, I was a prey to misery and depression, and now my outlook on life has changed. I couldn't make a living. Um, my fear around that has left. And so on it goes. I invite you to look at page 52 and the corresponding promises because that's what happens when I am willing to work with God and establish and maintain the new order of things with God. Um, I can't do it alone, and I cannot do it um, on my own self-will. It's just a miracle that it happens when I show up and I trudge with all of you. Um, And that's just it. So I will pass with that. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Lynn. Uh, So I think we could take, I think, three more, if that's right. If not, maybe two, but definitely two. Who would like to share on this, this paragraph, the last two shares? Joanne P. Elise so, from Florida. Okay, we got Elise, and there was someone right before you. Joanne, 
Joanne. Is that Joanne? And Elise. All right, we got it. Joanne, you're up. Good morning, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for all the shares before me. I am so thankful to be here. I am a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater by the grace and mercy of God. And this paragraph means so much to me. I um, I just, starting with my friend promised, yeah, my sponsor helped me to um, gain humility after another relapse in March. And um, by the grace of God, with willingness and honesty and humility that I learned about for the this time doing my steps for the fourth time, um, how important humility is in, yeah, just knowing who we are and where we're going and trusting God's will in our life. Um, it's just such a beautiful thing. And the shares this morning really spoke to me. I just am so thankful for visions and for all of you um, for helping all of us in our recovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Joanne. Next up is Elise. Elise, compulsive overeater from Florida. I woke up this morning and my phone alarm is the greatest love of all. And we give this to our children. At least we lost you there. Start okay. one. Okay. There you got go. Great. We got you. So I created got incidents, not a coincidence. And I love the idea of not knowing what's going to happen next. I have visions, and that's why I'm on here, of what, what I would like to have happen. But only God above us knows the best for us. And it's taken me, I, I guess, a year and a half in being in OA and realize how much of a family you all are to me. Um, when I speak to my family like you and all the other people on here, I get a sense of belonging, a sense of God's family. Um, it's been a very crazy couple of years for me. And because of a vision for you and my love for God and my family and human life, you got to love yourself first. And I think sometimes that's our biggest problem. But to help and serve the people around us is probably the best gift because if we're going to follow God's steps, he helps us. So we have to pay it forward and help others in our life. So thank you for letting me share, and God be with you all. Have a great day. All right, thank you. So we got time for one three-minute share. Who would like that? We're getting down to two minutes. We got, we got three minutes. Come on, there's plenty of people here to step up. Am I being heard? 
Monica. Nancy Ann. Ann. All right, we got we got Monica. Hi. Go ahead, Monica. Thank you for your service, Monica. Compulsive, Monica, compulsive eater. I am uh, six months, over six months abstinent, and I have a sponsor. And I, with this, with this uh, paragraph, I I can identify because I have I'm in a place that I've never been before in my life. Peace and serenity, food neutrality. I'm getting into my 12th step, and I'm looking forward to helping others because I could I I could never. Uh, imagine a life the way I have it today and and I'm 28 and a half years sober and the food was always an issue and today I feel that that was the part that was missing but I was I was open to God and humble enough for, to listen to God and get a good sponsor that I I can't even explain and you guys know that the, the peace and serenity that I have today and no food or any chaotic thing is going to uh, take me away from that. Thank, with God's help and your help. Thanks for letting me share. All right, Monica, thank you. We could, uh, who wants a minute share? Anyone else like to share? Hi, Donna Kay, Ohio. Go ahead, Donna. Yeah, um, I like to do short ones anyway. I'm, uh, Recovered in Ohio for today. Um, just take the plunge. <laughs> take the plunge and turn it over. I'm so grateful for program. Um, a different person. I look forward to today and living the program. And uh, thanks for letting me share. And uh, like I said, yeah, the surrender is the key. All right. I'll pass. Okay, so we're going to close it out. Donna Kay was our last uh, share, and we thank everyone who shared today for this meeting. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following closing. So the share ID for today, Friday, July 8, 2022, is 19,154. That's one nine. One, five, four. Okay, so where are we at? We will now close uh, with the reading from the big book page on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. So Dara L is up. She's going to read a vision for you. Our book was meant to be suggested by me. Awesome. Thanks so much. Still Dara L, still a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us 
as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.